It's the Kyle Hyman Show on Redeemer Radio. We shouldn't have this thing that the priest cannot be uh, approached or the priest has to be very distant. No. I mean, we are to be close to the people to allow them to know God and then us to get to know them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Flavor of the Week, brought to you by Banditos, fresh, made daily. In Flavor of the Week, Kyle sits down with one of our local priests to sample variations of a favorite food or drink while they discuss the ins and outs of life as a priest. Welcome to Flavor of the Week, part three with Father Jose Arroyo. <laughs> Jose Emanuel Arroyo Acevedo. Jose Emanuel, Joseph Emanuel, Jose Emanuel Arroyo Acevedo. Acevedo. <laughs> Acevedo. Arroyo means creek, by the way, a small stream of water. Creek. Yeah. Huh. Good to know. <laughs> All right. We have tried the Greek raspberry. Yes. We tried the regular blueberry. Mm-hmm. And now we've got a cheap, low-fat strawberry yogurt and a more expensive, finest strawberry yogurt. <laughs> uh, which one would you like to try first here? I'm curious to see if you think... Basically, the expensive is is almost three times as much as the cheap. Okay. If you think, wow. yeah, yeah, that's that's really good. Yeah. Let's do the less expensive. Start with the cheap one here. Gluten free. Do you watch your gluten intake? Is that is that something you've been? Oh no, no. Worried about? No. <laughs> do you lick the lid on well, your yogurt? Sometimes, yeah. I do. I don't know if that's rude to do in polite company. <laughs> no way. No way, Jose. <laughs> it's fine. No way, Father Jose. <laughs> How many people mm. call you father versus padre? Mm. Well, the Hispanics always, always call me padre. Uh-huh. It's just natural. And then, not in the English speaking, they just say father. It's just natural to okay. them as well. But, um, yeah, that's it's fine. I think most people... Say Padre Jose, or the the kids would call me um, Father Father uh-huh. Jose. I I go by my first name because, as you can tell, it's it's hard to pronounce my last name <laughs> anyway. So, I'm like, let's do the Jose. Everyone knows that. Okay, this is another thin one. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like this is thinner than the blueberry was. It's a different brand. Yeah, this is low fat. I don't think either of the other ones were low fat. Yeah. It's not as tasty. <laughs> as it is, the it other is ones. more. It's more bland. It's more. Mm-hmm. Almost feel like they watered it down. Like how yeah. can we? How can we stretch this? <laughs> like some people would do with the faith noise. <laughs> it's boring. <laughs> All right, we'll see if next time if the the more expensive one. There is chunks of strawberry in it, though. There is. Yeah, I do like that. <laughs> All right, so we talked about your missionary work going to different countries, mm-hmm. but also I think you can consider the work that you're doing locally missionary work, sure. right? Yeah. You talked about missionary. We're all called to be missionaries yeah. to go out and preach mm-hmm. the gospel. So what are some of the things that you do locally as part of your priestly ministry? Sure. I guess my first responsibility is to be the parochial vicar at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church. Uh-huh. That's where the bishop sent me. So I, in Goshen. In Goshen, yeah. In Goshen, Indiana. Not to be confused with St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Goshen, New York. For those of you who don't know, there's a town in Goshen in New York called Goshen. And they also have 
St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church. Well, I'm really glad I plugged in the right one in my GPS because <laughs> otherwise yeah. I would have been headed in the wrong direction. Do you know what? They also sent, at some point, the bishop over there, the Cardinal Dolan, sent a newly ordained priest over there uh-huh. who was also Puerto Rican. My good friend, Father Adali Rosado, who's just one day older than I am. So it's like amazing. Really? Yeah, it's amazing. It's just That was just a coincidence. Uh, How do you know each other? I studied in New York. I lived over there, so okay. we got along very well. Yeah. Being Puerto Rican and just, yeah, we're connected. <laughs> That's funny. But so over here in Goshen, in Indiana, at yep. St. John's, I have the parish community that is multicultural, but it's bilingual. We have English speaking, which I would say it's like one third, and then two thirds is the Spanish speaking community. Oh, wow. I want to say is we also have a school. The, are, are most of the Spanish speaking people bilingual? Well, the children are, okay. but not the parents. Okay. Not necessarily the parents, no. So we have people who only know Spanish. Sure. Many people who only know Spanish. And so we have to be attentive to their needs. And uh-huh. thankfully, the pastor also knows Spanish. So we kind of help each other in both communities. Father Royce Gregerson? Yes, Father Royce Gregerson, who happens to be younger than I am, by the way. <laughs> really? So we have a lot of zeal. We have a lot of energy. He's been a priest longer. He's been a priest uh, for, I believe, five years now. Yeah. So Man. Been, yeah. Time yeah. flies. Yeah. So we have a school, and I would say 90% of the the students are Mexican. So uh, amongst okay. the Hispanic, the majority are definitely from Mexico, but we have others from other countries in our parish and in our school. But more, majority of the Hispanics are definitely from Mexican. other Central America or, do you, or South, South America, America as okay. well. Yes. Yeah. All so, right. Nearby, we, you know, we visit homes, for the, especially the elderly and the sick. We have uh, nursing homes. We have a jail ministry that we help Elkhart County, Elkhart County Jail, isn't it's like eighteen minutes away from here. Okay. Although that was not a responsibility that they asked me to do. Yeah, from there's the probably a, a closer parish for that. It's between St. Vincent de Paul in Elkhart, Elkhart and ourselves uh-huh. uh, in Goshen, so it's kind of in between. But, okay. Uh, I guess it could be closer to them, but our deacon goes over there, and we have a lay person that goes over there and does Bible studies. But they need a priest to hear confessions, so I've been helping. Uh, you know, I've been connected to them. Uh, of course, with the pandemic, it has been very difficult, very, very difficult to visit. Nursing homes and jail, forget about it. It's like it's right. impossible, basically, right now. But it's a mission territory as well. I was I consider my vocation as missionary and my assignment as missionary. So I feel like the parish is my first responsibility, who also has a school. So that's mm-hmm. another big responsibility. And... All our parishioners who live at home, they are my responsibility. I mean, I assist the pastor. So if I have to run to the nursing home or the hospital for our parishioners, that's my responsibility. And then there are other things that get added on, you know, that are either initiatives from other people that they just ask me, like Redeemer Radio, they come and ask me to do something. That's Uh something kind of extra, yet I try to take time for that. Or if I have... People trying to reach me through social media. I try to, um, from other places, I try my best, but I it's not always possible. And I know that this is my first responsibility, the parish. So when you're talking about hearing confessions at the jail, I actually used to work at a county jail as a jail officer for a while, kind of okay. like filling in for breaks. And we'd see different volunteers coming in from different churches 
you know, yeah. to visit people, do a little Bible study or something like that. Yeah. I never heard of any of them wanting confession or ever being offered to them. Mm-hmm. Is that something that has been going on at the Elkhart jail for a while? Or is that something that you started or there was somebody that wanted a confession? Or do you go in and say like, hey, does anybody want confession? So I guess, do they request it or do you offer it first? Which happens? Well, there's a group of like the deacons and the lay people that have a Bible uh, class, right? Okay. Bible class. And they started from scratch, like inviting people to that class. Uh-huh. And then as they meet regularly on Fridays, then they would ask the priests, and not only me, but the priests that are in this area, if they're able to visit. And so let's say once a month, a priest would go. So anyone in that Bible class, they would be offered. If they wanted to go to confession, the Father is available. So yeah. either they prepare for that day or if they want more like a counseling session uh, like a, an hour thing just not for confession necessarily but just to talk about and certain things spiritual direction would you call sure. it spiritual direction okay. or, or counseling so we would do that like they would give me their names uh-huh. their ID number their prison number and I would go and visit them specifically them because they have requested it so it goes both ways either they request it or if I show up for the Bible study, we would offer it, and anyone who wants to, they can go and go to confession there. So huh. it's kind of like we have to kind of go into the bathroom because there's not really like we try to find a space that's private, and it's, it's just really, really difficult because they're not very Catholic in the environment. So we we have to like push for things. And one of the things that I did want to push for it was to celebrate Mass once a month. Previous to the COVID, the pandemic. And we were pushing for it. Bishop was writing letters, uh-huh. and I was trying to get everyone on the same page. That was something that I was passionate about. And they were giving me a hard time because they didn't want me to bring in alcohol. Sure. So we need wine to celebrate Mass. We but can't all have you need is enough for yourself. Oh, but you have to try to explain this to them. Yeah. It's not for the guards. It's for us because they think that we're like the Protestants that hand out bread and juice uh-huh. and everyone partakes of it and we don't do that plus it's not just bread and wine for us it's, it's the body and blood of christ but they don't understand these theological terms and they're not catholic friendly head chaplain was kind of he was courteous and all that but he doesn't understand our like right now they don't have the volunteer chaplains coming in but they don't have the concept of, okay, we have Catholics, and maybe they should have Catholic Bibles. They should have Catholic clergy coming in for confession because only only they can, like the priest, only they can celebrate Mass, uh, hear confessions, stuff like that. They don't have that. They don't understand that, and they really don't care. So the poor, a lot of the the prisoners are, a lot of them, well, we have a big number that are Hispanic. Okay. So a lot of them are from Catholic backgrounds. They're baptized and um it may be the first time that they actually go to confession after many years. So if a priest is there and is available, I mean, a lot of times they will take advantage. Yeah. Uh, who else will they trust? I mean, they'll, and plus we're from outside, we come in. I mean, the possibilities of them going to confession are really high if we propose. And the same thing for communion, if we had mass. But it, it's it's difficult. It's a hard, it's a hard, you know, apostolate, so... So any hope that you'd be able to do a monthly mass there or is that pretty much shut down? With the COVID thing, um, right. I think it's really hard to to convince them now to yeah. bring anything from outside. Right. <laughs> it's really hard. But my main concern is to get all those Catholics that want to go to confession to speak, you know. They do have access to the internet. They're able to 
have virtual visits with their family and our deacon and you know they still visit virtually okay but uh we can't hear confessions virtually so right. it, it's a whole nother dimension there so the other thing you mentioned was visiting people in the homes yes is it, is this, are you talking about just anybody just stopping by their house or particularly people that aren't able to leave their homes, like the so, homebound? So we have people who are homebound uh-huh. that we regularly visit. My pastor and myself, Father Royce. Do you have Grayerson. lay people that help with that too? We have a deacon and we have lay people that distribute communion, yeah, mm-hmm. on a regular basis, but uh, on a weekly basis, really, but on a, but once a month, the priest will also go there. So we take turns, Father Royce and myself, the first uh, Friday of the month, and we would visit you know, just in case they wanted to be anointed, uh-huh. anointing of the sick, confession, and so they can actually see the priests of the parish. And both of us are bilingual, so we're able to reach out to whether they're homebound, they only know English or Spanish. Uh-huh. Um, we can help each other out in that sense. But also I visit homes when they the, they need a house blessing. So a lot of the Spanish-speaking community uh family members they just love for the priest to go and bless their homes sure. and then there are others that bring, invite me for crisis they just have a whole situation with their children they yeah. want me to the, the priest to come and then there are others that invite me to just eat okay i want to talk about all three of those so the <laughs> the, the house blessing is that something that you'd recommend if somebody's never had a priest come over to their house to to bless the house is that something that you should do absolutely okay. yeah i mean it can't hurt. Yeah. It's awesome. We did that whenever we first moved into our house. At, at any time. Uh, yeah. We've been in a couple different houses. Yeah. And have the priest come over. Sure. Have them over for dinner, bless the house, go around mm-hmm. with some holy water, say yes. some prayers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So put that on your list if you haven't done that yet. Mm-hmm. Second thing you said, interventions kind of, uh, there's a crisis. Oh, so yes. if, if somebody, you mentioned particularly with a kid. Mm-hmm. So do they have you over with the kid there and they want you to like talk to the kid about something or is the kid not there? And they say, hey, how do we handle this situation? Can you come over and, sure. and help us? Oh, I've had both. Okay. <laughs> and I've had very awkward moments. <laughs> very, uh, I had one, I'll tell you one, uh, one experience where yeah. I went to a home. They invited me to eat. Oh, I didn't even know it was to eat. But uh-huh. when I'm with his Mexican especially, they you know just, there's going to be food. There's always going to be food. And so I just went to bless the house and I forgot that they're also going to give me food. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to stay in extra time, which I don't have, I don't mind. Yeah. And I like to eat. So that's not a problem. Yeah. Because I had other commitments, but right. anyways, and then this, the father of the house, which I didn't know, the one that invited me was the mother of the house. Okay. She invited me to go over there and, and they're telling me that the, their son was having difficulties, but he, at that time he wasn't present. So difficulties with his faith, he was confirmed and he has become an atheist. Okay. Then they invited me a second time where he was present. And that was really awkward. Not because, I mean, I'm a missionary. I don't care. I just go in and I smile and talk you know, with everyone. I joke around. But it was awkward because the first thing that the father of the house did, and I don't know him because he doesn't come to the church. Uh-huh. He's like, hey, this kid says that he's an atheist. Can you talk to him about it? And like in front of him, like in front of everyone else. I'm like, oh, boy. And so I, I you say, like, well, Dad, maybe you should start going to church. Yes. Yeah, well, eventually I said that. Not at first. I'm like, well, let's cool down. Let's um, enjoy like um, just a <laughs> coffee or something. And then we'll, we talked about the union of faith and reason and how the monks were the ones who held the culture of even in medieval times. That is a nonsense from the 18th century where they divorced faith and reason and uh-huh. and. Um, most of was the that the big issue for the kid was the science versus faith yes kind of yes most, yeah 
And um, but you know, at the end, I told the, the father, I said, "Why don't we start by you going to church so yeah. you can give an example?" Because you can't give what you don't have, and it's it's not fair. You're asking him to believe, but what about you? Why don't you participate? So, but you know, when <laughs> Did I you do go, that in front of the kid, I'd say in front of everyone. So right. He started for in front of yeah. him, and then I had yeah. to say it in front of him and his son. <laughs> so he's like, "Yes," I'm like, "Yeah." So everyone got their punch. But anyway, I I I actually no, I I usually raise them up, then I drop them, drag them, and then I carry them, I cuddle them again. As, it's for, okay for those that don't know. <laughs> You have uh, your brothers are Olympic boxers. So, oh yes, so <laughs> they are Olympic boxers. They're now professional. Yeah, yeah. They don't mess with me though. Like we <laughs> we we know who's older and all that. So, but when I visit homes, that's this is my opportunity to get to know them. So again, the material and the spiritual are united. They invite me to eat. So everyone likes to eat. Even atheists like to eat. Sure. So when I go there, it's we eat and we enjoy a drink, whatever. We're relaxing. And then we're able to have like questions pop up. Questions that maybe there's no other forum to ask because they're not going to ask the question in the middle of mass when they are dragged to go to church on Sunday. But they have the opportunity. And who knows if something is sparked within them to start considering something, you know, the life in a different way, the faith in a different way, their relationship with God in a different way. So, um, So, yeah, it's been good from those visits i've had even tiktoks that have come up but that's for for another there you go good we have had so many opportunities i i love doing visits Uh i love it um that's i mean christ visited those at home Uh he loved martha and mary right and lazarus he would go to their home so it's not a bad thing we we shouldn't have this thing that the priest cannot be approached or the priest has to be a, a very distant no i mean we are to be close to the people to allow them to know god and then us to get to know them so when i preach i'm preaching to people who i've visited or right. i know their experience so i'm not like talking you know things up here are very elevated and right. boring cuz the definition of boring I was told that is when you answer a question that no one has asked. <laughs> ah. And to answer, to preach on something that no one cares for. Right. Like no one has asked that question. Why are you talking to give me this answer? <laughs> uh, well, that's the definition of boring. But if you reach their heart and you see what is in their mind, what is bothering them, what are their real, the source of anxiety then, and address that, then you have reached a lot. You have done a lot, you have accomplished a lot. So it may be the beginning of, uh, you know, greater things. So, All right. Well, you mentioned TikTok, and I want to spend a whole episode talking about TikTok and what you've done there and how you see this as part of your mission. And if TikTok is something that people should go to, be on, or stay away, uh, get your thoughts on it. And also, we have to compare this uh, cheap strawberry yogurt to the good one. So well, brief recap here. Yes. Greek raspberry was A plus. Yes. The blueberry yogurt was an A minus. What do you give the the this cheap is, this strawberry is, yogurt? I think low, the, this is low fat. That's that's another reason why it's a little more sure. important, probably. Maybe it's a B. That's a B. Okay. Yeah. So we've been declining here. <laughs> we'll see if the the expensive strawberry can can pull things back up, mm-hmm. or if it's just right on par with the cheap strawberry. All right. Great. <laughs> That'll be coming up on Flavor of the Week Part Four. Brought to you in part by Banditos. For more shows, check out kylehyman.com. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, remember to leave room for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit.